Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's now time to enter the Sports Zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Played well on defense today. They'll bring four on this third down. Howell under pressure, that ball's out, and it could be a score, and it is! Touchdown from the Arizona defense, Cam Thomas comes up with the scoop after Gordak knocked it away from Howell. See what he's dialed up against enemy. third down and goal. It's Howell, stepping up, it's Howell, on the move, tie game, touchdown! Here he is right here in the slot. There's Dobbs looking deep for Wilson, and it's broken up by the rookie Forbes. It is Washington football. First and 10 for the Giant 14. Rodgers with the fade for Wilson in the touchdown. To my point, he threw an absolute dart. That was covered, Bob. Allen fires to the end zone. Touchdown of the season. Apple for three. Ground ball up the middle. Perdomo's got it. Race to the bag. And Gallon's got the shutout. Cubs might want to challenge the call at second. Play on, he says. That's the ball game. Zach Gallon's first career nine-inning complete game shutout ends on this play. A step in time really does save nine this time. And Gallon has got it. And the Diamondbacks have taken the first two games of this enormous series here at Wrigley Field. What an exhibition of pitching we saw here today. Late substitution for Arizona State. Play clock winding down to two. Miguel takes the snap, floats one, far side, Presley, nobody there. Touchdown, Oklahoma State. Is that the dagger with 2.56 to go? And both linebackers going to come here. Both up the middle. Delora pulls it back. Now he lets it go into double coverage. And it is picked up again. The third of the game for Mississippi State. This time, Sean Preston Jr. Three possessions. Three picks. Boy, Delora threw that one into double coverage. Interesting call. And look at what the poor punt with the best beginning field position, 35 of L.A. He's got who? That's a touchdown! The sack sets it up. The defense held. The electrifying hill finishes it off for Tua Tullavaloa. We just gave it away. We played 28 minutes of terrific football and two minutes of terrible football. We've got the ball. Let's see what we can do with it to start the half. Trying to do something here with Christian McCaffrey. Got a bruising block from Brandon Ayuk. Got another from Ray Ray McLeod. Turned it into a touchdown. It's a 65-yard lightning strike from McCaffrey. It's really showing tonight. Lewis in the pocket, launching downfield. Mitchell, touchdown, Texas. Aggression and execution. 39 yards.
yards. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. And welcome to the Monday, September 11th edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7, the Cardinals, are you more optimistic after the close week one loss? Bills or Jets, who you got tonight? The Diamondbacks, how important was the series win at Wrigley? The Sun Devils, what was most disappointing? The Wildcats, is it now time to question the coach and the quarterback? Back to NFL Week 1, which team was most impressive? Around college football, what stood out on Saturday? And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction of today's pipeline. At 9.15, around NFL Week Number 1, and uh, including a preview of tonight's Jets and Bills game. We'll talk with Nate Davis from USA Today. 9.30 Interactive Action, 602-260-1060, and also the local roundup. That'll include some Cardinals, Sun Devils, Wildcats, and Diamondbacks weekend analysis. Then the final segment of the Sports Zone will be the National Roundup. That'll be topped by from the football scoreboard. Uh, we'll try to get in a few other items and maybe even a little latest line for Week 2 of the NFL. Then after the Sports Zone, from 10 to noon, it is the Extra Point hosted by Kayla. That will include plenty more local and national football analysis from the weekend. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's pipeline where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And as usual, we'll start with the uh, KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is, are you more optimistic about the Cardinals after the 2016 season opening loss at Washington? And Kayla is here and has the early returns. We are in a 50-50 split between yes and no. Meanwhile, the defense scored the lone Cardinals touchdown. Also, the defense had six sacks. Now, the offense, on the other hand, with still relative newcomer Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. Well, that offense manages 13 first downs and 210 yards. Today's Twitter poll question, who wins Monday night in the Swamps of Jersey, the Bills or the Jets? And Kayla, what's happening here? Bills, 63.6% of the vote. Jets trailing at 36.4%. This is on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. The Bills, a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite, depending on where you do your business. The schedule makers certainly got this matchup right with Aaron Rodgers making his Jets debut against Josh Allen and the Bills, who were the three-time defending AFC East champion. All right, on to the local front, uh, or back to the local front, I guess, technically, because we talked about the Cardinals in the first question. Uh, the Diamondbacks won three out of four at Wrigley Field. The series highlight was Zach Gallon's first career nine-inning uh, complete game on Friday. How important was the Diamondbacks' series victory at Wrigley Field? The Sun Devils, they lack talent. Uh, this is hardly breaking news, uh, but first-year coach Kenny Dillingham and true freshman starter quarterback Jaden Rashada showed their inexperience. 
frequently during the 27-15 home field loss to Oklahoma State. What was most disappointing about ASU's loss to Oklahoma State? Meanwhile, for the U of A, some things never change. The same dumb penalties continue during the three years with Jed Fish as the head coach and Jaden Delora uh, continued his knack of dumb decisions in the 31-24 overtime loss at Mississippi State. Should the U of A fans believe they still have a good head coach? Because it sure like, seemed like they were in on Jed Fish from the start. I've been skeptical all along here. Uh, do they still think that they have a competent quarterback in Jaden Delora? Meanwhile, spanning the globe, back to the NFL, the Browns, Cowboys, Dolphins, and 49ers were among the impressive winners on Sunday. Which victory was most impressive on Sunday? Maybe Texas is back and maybe Alabama could be in trouble. Uh, the Longhorns certainly outcoached. You know, they were coached better, let's put it that way. They were coached better. They had better quarterback play. Plus, they the, really, I think, maybe the most significant thing is they had better offensive line play during the 34-24 victory at Tuscaloosa on Saturday night. What stood out to you around college football on Saturday? In addition to all these excellent topics and questions, etc., what else caught your eye since our last show? That's the pipeline for today. We get to learn tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else on your mind falls in the general discussion category. So, whether it is from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Specifically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey will have a news update. That'll be followed by some NFL Week 1 analysis and also a Bills-Jets preview for tonight with Nate Davis of USA Today. Once again, at the bottom of the hour, phone call time, 602-260-1060, general discussion, 602-260-1060, plus some local roundup. That'll be topped by some Cardinals, Sun Devils, Wildcats, and D-backs weekend analysis. Uh, depending on how much I can, depends on uh, what the phone call volume is on this Monday, the first Monday after the first big weekend of football, college, and pro. Uh, We'll figure it out as we kind of go along. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD 2 100.7. Catch the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on KDUS AM 1060 and online at KDUS1060.com. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Kiss Lux HD 2 100.7. You're home to the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. 
NFL week number one concludes tonight in the Swamps of Jersey. Hopefully it'll be better than uh, the game last night at the same location. Out to the KDUS hotline we go and to go around the NFL. We're now joined in the sports zone by Nate Davis of USA Today. Nate, always good to have you on the show. Let's start with tonight. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets hosting uh, Josh Allen and the three-time defending NAFC East champion Bills. Uh, first up, for the season, what are your expectations for the uh, Rodgers-led and directed Jets here? Yeah, Bob, I've, I've got I've got pretty high expectations for them. I've, I've got I've got uh, I've got them winning winning the division and, and frankly, you know, reaching the Super Bowl. Um, but that, that that could be a lot. We we have seen you know obviously Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford come into ready to win teams and and, and make the uh, the difference. And we've seen Aaron Rodgers kind of you know subjugate some things and, and, and take on a teaching role and, and, and show that he's he's uh, ready to do this for the Jets. So, you know, not how much it's for, for show with hard knocks. I think a lot of it, maybe most of it, all of it is genuine. I mean, we're we're going to find out. But, um, I mean, I just go back to the fact that this team was in the wild card race, at, I think it's late December last year, and, and they're basically like a shorthanded hockey team, you know, playing with 10 guys on offense. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for that entire time, um, and it's, it's remarkable that their defense ranks fourth um, on the season, given how much it had to be on the field, and, and given how little help it had from the offensive side. So I, I think if Aaron Rodgers isn't even Pro Bowl Aaron Rodgers, which I suspect he will be, but but I mean if he's just a good NFL quarterback, um, this, this team ought to win ten games um, at least, uh, and that's that's acknowledging how, how tough the schedule's going to be. What's your biggest concern about the Jets? I mean, I, I think you probably have to look at the offensive line to some degree, both in terms of, of, uh, of protection uh, issues and, and maybe just an area where Aaron Rodgers' frustration could, could bubble up if, if, if um, those things do persist. Uh, that, that being said, I think the Jets also last year were a team that's built to run, and, and they ought to be able to do that um, effectively with Alvin Cook and, and Brees Hall, uh, even Michael Carter and the rookie Abaconda, who's, who's really got some Jets on him, uh, no pun intended. Um, but I mean, I think it's another good good sign for this team is, is that they don't need Aaron Rodgers to throw for for forty eight hundred yards and then fifty touchdowns. Um, they, they they just need him to. And I don't want to say game manager either, but they they just need a competent NFL quarterback. Uh, and I think that this team um, and a defense, Bob. Is, I mean, they they roll six deep edge rushers, so I mean they're they're going to be a chore for for uh, other offenses to deal with. And I think that's something to really watch tonight against the Bills. I think with all the Rodgers talk. Sometimes we kind of lose sight of the fact of how good the Jets should be on the defensive side. The Bills, they've got some holes to fill, especially inside linebacker. What do you think about them heading into the season? Yeah, I really like them, too. I mean, I, I do think to some degree that the AFC, to me, is kind of a coin flip between the Jets um, and the Bills. And, and I think people maybe have kind of lost sight of the fact of, of, of how dominant they were last season. Um to some degree, up to the point when Von Miller got hurt, which, which I think I think his knee injury occurred on Thanksgiving, um, but, but yeah. then obviously the emotional toll on this team after after the DeMar Hamlin uh, incident in Week uh, 17, I believe that was. Um, I mean, up, up to that point, I mean, the Bills were, were fulfilling the Super Bowl expectations that everybody had put on them going into last season. I, I think they can be that again. Um, you know, I, I, I think James Cook and Damian Robinson get a really nice combo to get a running game going that they haven't really had in recent years um, off the ground, and it would be a good way to take take some load off Josh Allen. Um, you know, I, they, they lost Tremaine as a linebacker, but, I mean, Matt Milano was one of the game's 
uh, really good inside linebackers. Um, they've got some good young guys um, on the edge up there. Rousseau, uh, you know, I think people, you know, they, they, they you know, Cardinals fans know, know Leonard Floyd from from the Rams. He's now up there, and that, that's a pretty good uh, insurance policy while, while they're waiting for, uh, for Von Miller to get back. Uh, and Dalton Kincaid should be uh, a, a nice weapon in an offense, um, provided that Von Diggs doesn't get too worked up about any targets he might lose. But, I mean, they, they've got a lot of weapons up there. I, I think in some ways their issues might mirror the Jets a little bit where, where maybe it's, it's uh, protection issues and, and keeping Josh Allen um, healthy. But provided they can do that, I mean, this is another team that, that, that's right in that, that expensive AFC mix teams that, that I think you know, has a chance to reach Super Bowl. So, since you got the Jets going to the Super Bowl, do they win tonight? I, I, I've got them winning tonight. And, 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 again, to me, to me, it's not so much about Aaron Rodgers. It, it's about, you know, the Bills being a little depleted with uh, with their own pass rush. Um, and, conversely, can uh, can Buffalo's offensive line hold up, you know, against against all these Jets' head rushers and, and, and the interior, you know, menace that they have there in Quinn Williams uh, and Foss Gardner? I mean, um, the, the Jets beat the Bills – uh, in New Jersey last year, and that was with Zach Allen on the field, Zach, Zach Wilson uh, as their quarterback. So um, we know the Jets stand toe to toe with Buffalo already, and now now they've got their quarterback. Um, we'll, we'll see what impact you know all the, uh, the, the pregame stuff with nine eleven has. Uh, I think you know it may have some um, could, mm-hmm. could, could, could cut both ways, but there, there's a lot of play tonight. But, but I'm going with the Jets. Uh, I, I think I had them win like twenty seven twenty three. Um, expecting a good game though. Nate Davis of USA Today, currently in the sports zone. All right, so what did we learn on Sunday? That's your weekly uh, and your Monday story for USA Today. Um, not to spoil the 32 things here, but uh, you know, what are a couple of things that stood out to you? Well, you know, I think in some ways it felt like a bit of an uneventful you know, week one. This is kind of, for mm-hmm. me, and kind of what I love the column with, is that, is that weekly reminder of, of how kind of important Winning in Week One can be, uh, you know, 46 of 57 Super Bowl winners won in Week One. Um, you basically got about about a 52% chance to, to reach the playoffs if you win in Week One. It goes down to less than 25% uh, if you don't. And so, uh, you know, it, I mean, in one way you can kind of write it off just one week. Another week, another way though, I mean, there, there is significance um, to getting off that one and a start. Um, I, I will say off the top of my head, you know, um, two teams I thought were were, were Really disappointing, where were Seattle um, and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, conversely, uh, you know, I think probably the 49ers were, were the most impressive, certainly given the, the cross country uh, trip and, and what we, at least what I thought, I think, and others were, was the quality of an opponent that they had in Pittsburgh. Um, Dallas last night obviously looked great. Um, conditions obviously were, were pretty poor there in New York. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm one that thought the Giants were going to regress a little bit. So, um, can't take anything away from the Cowboys, but, but I was I was more impressed uh, with with the 49ers win um, yesterday than Dallas. Okay, let's get into Miami and the Chargers here a little bit. Uh, let's start with Miami. How good is Michael Mike McDaniel controlling the chess pieces with this offense? Well, I mean, it looks looks, looks pretty good. I mean, I mean, I think that to me the, the main thing Mike McDaniel has done is, is turn to a into a. a Perhaps an MVP caliber quarterback uh, when they're able to get him on the field. I mean, he was he was the top rated quarterback in the league last year. Um, obviously, the issue, as we all know, is I think he only played in 12 games last year and wasn't there for the end of the season. But I mean, I mean the thing, the, the, the two things with the Dolphins 
um, you know, aside from that, I, I think it's just it's just the amazing you know team speed they have with, with the waddles and the hills and, and the mosterts and uh, I mean they've just got guys that can, that can break you know a seventy yard touchdown uh, in so many spots. Uh, the other part that, that really I'm curious to see how it plays out is having Dick Fangio as their defensive coordinator, and, and obviously they had some issues yesterday um, with that. Uh, I thought that I thought that losing Jalen Ramsey in the uh, in the preseason or training camp. Uh, was going to be a big problem for them because I think that really has I feel like a cascading effect on, on that secondary. I think with Jalen there, it could be really good. Um, I think when each of those guys kind of has to come up a rung, I think that, that could cause some problems. But um, another team with some really good you know, edge, edge rushers there, and, and they, they, they'll probably, they should only improve with more time in Banjo's system. We'll see if, uh, if Jalen Ramsey gets back. Uh, is really a, uh, a cherry on top for them, but... You know, this, this should be a formidable team. Uh, I think they were also facing the Chargers team. But I, I didn't think they would run that much, so I, I think they probably expected more passing from them. So good, good, good mixing it up there with, with the Bolts. But um, both those teams, frankly, I think are, are again in the mix for ones that, that are, could very well be uh, AFC playoff team. Brandon Staley, he has a defensive background. Seldom has he had games as the Chargers head coach where that defense has even performed at an actually decent level. What's up with that? Yeah, I, I give Grant, Brand Staley credit for uh, being a man of conviction. Um, I, I do think a lot of his analytics plays are, are really wonky, uh, uh, head-scratching, uh, absurd even. I think sometimes he, even we've seen, you've seen his players admitted on, on Twitter before, thinking back to Keenan Allen saying something when they, when they kind of won in Cleveland despite the decisions he made, uh, and, and it all worked out. And I, I kind of wonder that same thing, Bob. I mean, you know, this is a guy who, who is a defensive, you know, genius or whatever you want to call him. And then the Rams were, were the number one defense in the NFL in 2020, which I think was Brandon Staley's only year as a coordinator. Um, but, I mean, you also have to wonder, I mean, that was a Rams defense with Jalen Ramsey and with, with Aaron Donald, um, you know, with, with those caliber of, of players there. Uh, and this Chargers defense has a lot of really good players. I mean, Khalil Mack. Joey Bosa, uh, um, Joe James. I, I mean, and, and they haven't. I don't think they've ranked better than twentieth um, under Staley. And I just feel like this this team. I don't fair to put it all on Brandon Stanley, but I mean, the buck does stop at his desk. But it just seems like the whole, or I guess the, the sum of the parts, seems like is not adding up to, to the whole. Uh, and um, you know, you, you hear things like maybe this was the job that. Sean Payton uh, really wanted. Um, obviously, it never it never came open. Um, but I think I think that if this team underachieves again, um, and they, they did make the playoffs last year, but obviously exited in spectacular fashion, and that was a year after, you know, what I felt like Brandon Staley was, was a guy really responsible for for that miscalculation in, in the Raiders game in Week 18, when when they probably could have had that tie and, and moved into the playoffs, but didn't. Um, I think I think there's a, a lot on his play and that this team is ready to win now. Uh, Justin Herbert's been paid. Um, I think if they don't this year, there may be a new head coach there. The 49ers uh, dominating the Steelers. What impressed you the most from the San Francisco side? Yes, all of it. <laughs> what, what didn't impress you? Uh, you, know, you got Brandon Ayuk looking like a, a number one receiver there. And, of course, we know we know the Devos there. You know, Christian McCaffrey is, is – is, is breaking off a 65-yard touchdown run, but but you know making those kind of plays effectively, and I think that they'll manage his snaps and then still get kind of max production from him without having to, to wear him out. 
Uh, but but I think you got to look at Brock Purdy. Uh, you know, the elbow is sound. I mean, he's now I think six and zero as a, as a starter for them in the regular season. I mean, his only loss is, is the game where he got hurt against the Eagles in the NFC title game. Uh, I think he's the first quarterback in history, Bob. He's got like a 95 quarterback rating in, in each of his first six starts, and, and you know, wow. one, one of the few to start six and zero as a career. I mean, he's, he's not just winning games, but, he, he, but he's winning them with extreme efficiency. I, mean, I think he's got two touchdown passes in all those games at least. Uh, yep. I, mean, I mean, he's a guy Kyle Shanahan obviously chose to, to run that offense because he runs it to perfection the way Shanahan sees it, and he's not the athlete that Trey Lance is. Um, I, I don't know that he's physically remarkably different from Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe, maybe a little bit more mobile at his stage in the career. Um, but, but I think maybe he's also got more arm than you give him for. And, you know, Jimmy w- was one that played efficiently, but I think was also one that maybe checked it down a little bit more than they would have liked. The sky's the limit for this team, and particularly if he continues to produce at this level. And, and obviously, you know, the, the, the real secret sauce sometimes is when you can pay a quarterback on a rookie contract um, and not just a rookie contract, but a seventh round of rookie contract, uh, and, and then load up your payroll and the rest of the roster. This is what you can do. Going around the NFL with Nate Davis from USA Today. The Bengals continue to lose to Cleveland. Uh, Joe Burrow, not surprisingly, looked rusty uh, with his receivers connecting with them or not connecting to them. Should we just assume that that's going to change or maybe the Browns might be pretty good? Well, I, I think yes to both questions. I mean, I, I thought the, I picked the Browns to win that game. That's before I kind of knew it was going to be another one of those uh, downpours that they were going to play in. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little reticent to, to give Joe Burrow kind of the, the benefit of, of rust, given I, th- I think he's played three preseason snaps or something in his entire career. It, it, it's, it's ridiculously low. Um, but, you know, we, we don't know the extent of, of how much the cap affects them and how, how much that might have limited him overall. In training camp, but I, mean, I think that they'll be fine. I mean, they're not going to be a three a three point kind of team week in and week out. Uh, and, and I do think that the Browns. Uh, I, I didn't have them going to the playoffs, but I've got them winning ten games. Um, obviously, the thing people are going to talk about there is Deshaun Watson being closer to the Pro Bowl Deshaun Watson than he was uh, the twenty twenty three version in, in his six starts with Cleveland. But I mean, I, I think this is another team where, where maybe the driving force really can be what they've got going on defensively. Uh, with, with Miles Garrett and Darius Smith, um, some other new parts there. With what looks to be a better secondary, uh, and most importantly, you know, a coordinator in Jim Schwartz who really knows how to bring pressure uh, and affect quarterbacks. Uh, I don't think Deshaun Watson has to be an all-pro for this team to, to be a, a playoff team. I think yesterday you kind of saw what, what, what the formula you might be a little bit there. Okay, we started this with uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Let's end it with uh, the Packers without Aaron Rodgers and with Jordan Love. They dominate the Bears again. Uh, surprised or just kind of like same old, same old, no matter who the quarterback is when the Packers play the Bears? Yeah, yeah. My line on that was, was about the Commanders being under new ownership yesterday uh, and then also the Bears being under new ownership since apparently you know, Aaron Rodgers shares a transfer to Jordan Love. Um, <laughs> Uh, I wasn't surprised the Packers won. I think I, I did pick them to win a close game. I, I didn't see them winning by 18, and I thought that the Bears had made enough improvements that they would be uh, a more competitive team um, against a club that, that, to some degree, is rebuilding a little bit. Um, but, but good for Jordan Love. I mean, it looks like you know maybe he'll have the same kind of Aaron Rodgers. We're, we're, we're learning the same offense for, for the first three years of your career. You're going to see not playing much. 
leads to a guy who's, who's eminently ready to play. Um, you know, he had three career touchdown passes going into yesterday, and he had added three more uh, against the team coached by a, by a defensive coach from Eberflus. And I think he was ready for this moment. You know, they, they did have Christian Watson as well, but I, I think the other thing with the Packers that didn't happen last year is that they were a team that, that needed to run more and that plus their defense, given I think they got seven first-rounders on defense, and, and didn't really do that. That team showed up yesterday. Balanced, uh, defensively dominant. Um, that, that, that got them eight wins last year. Uh, part of that, I do think, was Aaron Rodgers' uh, thumb injury, which, which he played through, but Given, given how generally thin the NFC looks overall, uh, I think the Packers very well could be a team that, that is there at the end and, and maybe one better better prepared than I might have thought to, to uh, really challenge the Lions to win the NFC North. Nate, always good talking to you. Thanks much. Have fun, and uh, we'll see what happens tonight. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, Bob. Thanks. Or my pleasure. Uh, Nate Davis from USA Today. Check out is uh, you know what we've learned. It's every Monday, 32 things that we've learned. Uh, so check that out in USA Today. And obviously uh, either the print edition that's still out there and or the website, which is going to apparently still be out there for a long time, I think. But God knows what's going on sometimes as far as uh, the future. At least I don't know that. I don't, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in the next segment, which I can kind of hopefully tell you phone call time 602-260-1060 any reaction or overreaction which is usually the case on the first week of the nfl season on a monday uh if you got any of that or anything to do with uh asu u of a diamondbacks from the weekend general discussion just threw out some ideas 602-260-1060 also depending on uh the phone call volume or you know lack thereof hopefully not but if there is We'll get to some Cardinals, Sun Devils, Wildcats, and uh, the Diamondbacks either in the next segment or certainly a combination of the next segment and during the Extra Point hosted by Kayla from 10 to noon. Uh, So stay tuned for that after this hour of spectacular radio programming called The Sports Zone concludes. And you're listening to The Sports Zone on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 Extra Point with local and national topics, betting lines, and banter. Weekdays 10 to noon on KTUS AM 1060, KTUS1060.com, and the KTUS 1060 app. It's time for today's local roundup. Hey, welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KTUS AM 1060 and Kesselux HD2 100.7. Thank Nate Davis from USA Today for joining us. Uh, some week one NFL analysis. Uh, in addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time to the KDUS hotline 602-260-1060. Get to your phone calls in just a couple of seconds. First up, let's uh, get in a little local roundup here. The Cardinals um, were aggressive on defense, but uh, anemic on offense. Uh, the Cardinals, seven-point underdogs, uh, led entering the fourth quarter, but they were outscored 10-0 over the last 11 minutes and 54 seconds. They lose 20-16 to 16 in the season opener at Washington. Uh, I've said for years that many NFL games are lost, not won, and that was certainly the case in the season opener in Washington yesterday. The Cardinals led much of the game, 
But it was really unofficially over uh, after the six-yard touchdown run by Sam Howell. Sam Howell also uh, put the uh, commanders up for good. 17-16, to 16, there was 11.48 to go. But the Cardinals weren't going to score an offensive touchdown. Uh, that uh, Washington touchdown was just 29 yards in length. The drive, uh, just 29 yards in length after Joshua Dobbs was sacked and lost a fumble with uh, you know, a little, you know, about a minute before that. Uh, the game was unofficially over at that point because the Cardinals' offensive line was manhandled throughout the majority of the game. And Dobbs, uh, with less than three weeks in a Cardinals' uniform, really had no chance. Now, for the game, the Cardinals you know, failed to score an offensive touchdown. They finished with 13 first downs, 210 yards. The Cardinals' defense was aggressive, producing six sacks, including a strip sack from Dennis Gardak that resulted in a uh, Cameron Thomas touchdown with 102 to go in the first half. Uh, that aggressive Cardinals' defense was not always intelligent aggressiveness. Uh, the commander's first possession uh, was 91 yards that had 67 yards on three Cardinals penalties, a stupid late hit by Kazir White, a Jalen Thompson uh, you know, personal foul, and also a Marco Wilson pass interference penalty. Um, basically, for the game, the Cardinals, they in fact, not basically, they you know, collectively got penalized for 122 yards. Uh, they were the leading penalty team in football last year. That was, uh, I assume, one of the reasons Cliff Kingsbury is no longer the head coach. Some of the uh, same dumb penalties, some of the same offensive line penalties uh, that we saw throughout last year were there again yesterday. The bottom line, the talent short Cardinals most likely will not lead entering the fourth quarter in many games this season. I think it's safe to say that Sunday was a missed opportunity. Out to the KDUS hotline we go, 602-260-1060, Monroe and Glendale. What's going on? Happy first Monday after the NFL season, ball. Yeah, overreaction Monday is underway. <laughs> yes, it's, it's underway. Uh, uh, let me first start with uh, college football, if I can. Um, okay. More specifically, Texas. I had yeah. my family Zoom meeting Sunday night. And we could not even conduct business because those people just <laughs> lost their mind. <laughs> Hook them, baby. Hook them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. I, I think they played good. But I think that we're starting to see some cracks in Alabama. Um, Georgia is the big dog in the SEC when the smoke clears. So it's just a question I think... of. It's just I'm a sorry. Go ahead. It's just a question of how close can Alabama uh, be. I think Auburn fell off a couple, two or three years ago. Um, okay. Let, let me stop you for a second. I think what was most impressive about that Texas win is I actually thought they won the line of scrimmage on both sides yeah. of the ball. And that, to me, was the biggest surprise. I mean, Ewers, we saw him do some good things last year, including against Alabama before he got hurt in the game in Austin. He made some really good throws. They've got some weapons on offense. That worthy kid's a really good wide receiver. We said we knew that last year. Uh, but they they were you know they had the they were better coached. They had the better offensive line, 
and they had the better quarterback. So yeah. they won the game. I don't think there was any fluke here at all in any which any way possible. They were clearly uh, the best team in my mind pretty much from start to finish. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. It was surprising that at the beginning of the game they showed the graphics of the Alabama line and everybody 300 pounds or more and yeah. as if this is a normal thing. And by the time the fourth quarter was coming around, it, the Texas was complete control of the, uh, the trenches, as they say. Yeah, you know, Texas has a good front seven on defense, and we that they were good in that area last year too. So some of those guys are back. In fact, the majority of those guys are back. So that part actually surprised me the least. Uh, pretty much, you know, you know, a lot of the thing that surprised me the most is I actually uh, thought it was going to be a much lower scoring game, and it was until the you know offensive explosion there from like the end of the third quarter on. That wasn't good for my me financially, but uh, you know they they clearly deserved to win that game and. Yeah, while I know people have said for 100 years every time Texas beats anybody, Texas is back, I'm not going to go that far. But I will say that this is the most impressive win for me by Texas in a really long time. In a really long time. Now, while we're having a Zoom meeting, the Cowboys are spanking up on the Giants. (laughs) (laughs) Good timing. Oh, perfect timing. So, um I, I'm not able to do business because of all of the, the stuff that's going on in Texas. They just were they're happy. I'm good for them, but as you said, this is this is overreaction. Uh, I think the Giants are just overrated to me. They overrated, and so I I wouldn't expect them to get no points. But I didn't think that they were in any way, shape, or fashion going to win that game. No, I actually like the I like the Giants. There, you know, last year a little bit after I came around pretty quickly, uh, but I didn't expect for them to do much this season, quite frankly. But last night was just beyond a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting to my own team, uh, I now at least can get the attention of my fellow Steeler fans that you can't pay any attention to the preseason. It's meaningless. Um, yeah, well, preaching to the choir here. There, there's enough blame to go around, uh, so I won't try to get into individual this, that, and the other thing, but I will say that when there's that much blame to go around, they got to look in, They have to look at the coaching staff. Uh, They're never going to do that, though, Monroe. We keep wasting our time on this. They're never going to fire him, ever, I, no matter what. I understand that. But that doesn't mean they can't make changes with, without going outside of the organization. They won't do no. that. Well, it's not sorry. Hayden, I mean, Tom we're, we're barking up. We're, we got to we okay. gotta find the tree. to. We gotta, we're barking up a wrong tree. We got to find a tree where we can bark. Uh, no, I so. I know I'm a yeah. big, I know I'm a broken record. I get that. I get that. Also, the 49ers, I think, are really good. Uh, well, I think I expected them to lose two of the first three games. I think Cleveland's going to sweep them. I picked Cleveland to sweep them. So so far, I'm I'm you know one game in. I'm I'm good where I am. After five games, I expect them to be at best two and three. Uh, and when the season's clear, if they do what they ought to do, they'll win 10 games. So 
it's not like the the wheels are coming off, but it, we we are we are we are going to be where we always are. Good regular season record, and that's about the most we're going to get. Okay, um, I agree with that. I'm with you on that. ASU, Monroe, I got uh, Okay, go I ahead, real not, fast. I could not watch that ASU game. I just couldn't. Well, do it. you may not want to watch them the rest of the season. I mean, the first two games have been very difficult to watch. Uh, Dillingham seemed overmatched as a head coach more than once. They were confused more than once. Jaden uh, Rashada was not good. Uh, and uh, it, they they just and, – and Oklahoma State's not any good, people. Uh, so, you know, anybody that was optimistic about ASU, I can't imagine how they're still optimistic at this point. All right, Bob. Well, thanks for the time and thanks for allowing me to vent. I'll, I'll move on. Oh, I understand. I get it. But, I mean, it's, you know, it, he, there are worse coaches in the world than Mike Tomlin. So, ASU might have one of them. So, and there you the go. Yeah, well, the, uh, well, agreed. Both of them rebuilding. I'm being unfair to Kenny Dillingham after one game, two games, I guess, because, you know, last week shouldn't have counted because it was Southern Utah, and they're terrible. Uh, but I was just really disappointed in how unorganized they were occasionally and Rashada I understand he's a true freshman quarterback he can't read the most simple defense in the world it appears check out KDUS AM 1060 on 100.7 KSLX HD2 that's right HD radio on 100.7 channel number 2 It's time for today's National Roundup. Welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1016. Kesselux HD 2 100.7. Quickly, a uh, little more on the Alabama game. Quinn Ewers, 349 yards, three touchdowns. Texas, I guess it was the Texas game. My bad on that. Uh, the Texas Longhorns, Hook'em Horns, 34-24. At the third-ranked Alabama on Saturday night, um, you know, dare I say the Texas is back? No, I'm not going to say it. Everybody else can say that. I've said it before, and I've been burned before, but that was several years ago. I quit saying that. Uh, Alabama had won 20 straight home games. They also had won 57 regular season games against non-conference opponents. Of course, they're in the same conference uh, starting next year. I'm not sure if they play next year, but that's uh, – the uh, you know the Longhorns are SEC bound and maybe uh, I don't know if they the way the SEC started this year maybe they wish they were SEC bound this year. Other than Georgia, not really sure who looks all that good. Old Miss maybe the second best team. Uh, meanwhile, Sunday night, of course, it was you know Dak Prescott. He's now won 11 in a row in games that he started and finished against the Giants. Uh, the Cowboys had a block field goal and a touchdown. Uh, on a you know defensive touchdown in the first quarter, and they never let up. It was no contest. All right, uh, quickly some things uh, uh, ripped from the headlines, heard through uh, from the wire, etc. The Chiefs' Travis Kelsey with the knee injury, reportedly expected to be available in Week Two at Jacksonville. Uh, running back uh, Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins uh, tore his Achilles during the 25-9 victory over the. Uh, over uh, the Texans on Sunday. 
Uh, they also got a. They had several other injuries the Ravens did yesterday, including at least one defensive player uh, who could be out for the season. I'll have more on that when we get to the extra point in the next hour. College football, Michigan State coach Mel Tucker has been suspended without pay while the university completes an investigation to claims that he sexually harassed a uh, prominent sexual assault, uh, basically a guest speaker uh, at one point in Michigan State. Uh, So that's going on. It was originally reported. I'm not exactly sure where it was reported yesterday. It had been fired. Uh, That is inaccurate. So if you saw the little scroll on the Fox game yesterday when all this was going on, he was not fired. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who actually reported that. If I knew, I would let you know and slam them for inaccurate and rush to judgment reporting. But he's been suspended without pay uh, pending the investigation. All right, tonight. Uh, the Jets and uh, hosting uh, the, you know, the Buffalo Bills, there's some one-and-a-halves out there if you look hard. Uh, but the, basically the consensus number is Buffalo, a two-point road favorite. Thursday night, Minnesota is at Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is seven-and-a-half-point favorite consensus number in that game. Uh, looking ahead to the weekend uh, the schedule on Sunday, the Cardinals – Hosting the uh, New York Giants, and the last I looked, not everybody had posted or reposted uh, the Giants total or the Giants side, uh, the point spread for this game, I should say, after last night. Uh, but it seems as if four and a half is a most, the most prominent number with the Giants' favor to win in Glendale on Sunday. And then uh, next Monday night, we got two games. Uh, New Orleans is a three-point road favorite at Carolina. And uh, Cleveland, a one-point road favorite at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was favored by one until the events of yesterday. All right, stay tuned. In the next two hours, it's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla, including more from the football weekend locally and, uh, locally and nationally. More phone call time, 602-260-1060. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.